the pie. pie. The pie. pie. I want some pie. <laughs> oh, hey, look at that. Yeah. We're up and running. I think I get... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just string them up. <laughs> Love it, guys. Howdy. Welcome to this week's episode of Vikings, Outlaws, and Cowboys. My name is Vico, the bearded one. You can call me JT for short. As always, I am joined by... My magnificent co-host, Alex the Jarl Martinez. Magnificent now. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. That like and a, then that was like co- a title upgrade. Oh man, I, I know. I and like, well, I hold on real I quick. Think I, I, C, I think the C. I think the C. Isn't the C in that a hard C? I think so. Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's a hard, hard C. C. <laughs> it's a hard C for sure. And <laughs> and as a special guest this week on the episode, we've got the Silver Fox himself. Ooh la la. Ryan Doc Sim. Special in so many ways. Oh, man. Not just a special guest, but he's special. He's special. He's He's super special. Special, special. (laughs) And I have needs. I'm just saying. (laughs) I have needs. Wow. (laughs) And in good form, I would like to like start off with what are what are we drinking tonight, gentlemen? Ooh. Let's start off with Alex. What do you got there? It's actually kind of embarrassing, but it's tasty. Uh And who would I be to hate? It's a it's a Uinta hard seltzer. Oh, Ooh. solid. Okay. And it's and it's uh it's a raspberry. Oh, it's a raspberry. Oh. It's a raspberry. Is, is that a trans is that transgender pink? No, dude. I left the tranny the tranny fluid. It's tranny short. blue? Yeah, I left the tranny blue. I'm just wearing the tranny blue shirt. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Oh no, Rye, what are you drinking, man? Well, a silver fox should meet with a swamp fox, so I'm having some Palladium Swamp Fox IPA. Hell yeah. And I've got um, a, a Galley's Peach beer, and it's actually solid. Fancy fucking IPAs. Okay. Uh, mine's just a regular beer with a taste like peach. I'm, See this talking, about, I'm talking about uh, the silvery fellow on the other side of the screen. Mm, I could eat a peach for hours. I Facts. could eat a peach for hours. Same. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, plus, you know, regular standby, you know. Ooh, some natties. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, look, look, look. Standby. Ah, uh, there it is. <laughs> I do things right the first time. I don't need a standby. Ah, uh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Well, we've got some recap to do. Um, Rye, I don't think you got a chance to uh, to listen to the, the Bach After Dark, but we had the boat on. That was a, that was a great Whoa. experience. Yeah, man. I like floating with that, dude. You know, the thicker than a snicker guy. He's always floating. He's always floating. His eyeballs were definitely floating a couple times when we were on that podcast. It was quite hilarious. Um, (laughs) You know, and on that podcast, we actually went into part two of... of, um, That podcast. That podcast. That podcast. I think you've been... Did you from Boston? I might have been. We don't even know. I mean, whatever. Fuck it. Fucking park your car. And my khakis. Fucking here. And then there. Anyway, so we we got a chance to talk to him about his uh, Keep his dag. his uh, his his paranormal things. So spooks. When people oh say spooks boy. to me, I always think of CIA people. Yeah, spies, bro. <laughs> not not, not, it's not ghosts, like bro. ghosts. Yeah, it's ghosts. Right. And then and I got a cough, by the way, so I do apologize. I'm trying not to not cough in the fucking mic. I got like the same cough going on too. I'm dying. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. I think I it's the allergies. For those of you at home, don't smoke. No, just don't just don't put your face too close to the speaker because we could cough on you through the speaker. Facts. That's how we transmitted it. It's a COVID fact. We so, transmitted it. We transmitted yeah. it that way. 
Mm-hmm. It's a COVID fact. Yeah, mm-hmm. facts. I mean, well, science isn't real anymore, so it's fine. Sounds it's like a, sounds paranormal. It totally is. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> it's a it's a spooky calf. <laughs> anyway, so we so were what talking with him. You, you suck on ghost dick. It's the ghost cocks, dude. It's the ghost cocks. It's the ghost cocks. <laughs> the gacks. Oh. It's called the gacks. <laughs> that gack, gack, gack. Anyway, so we we spoke to, we chatted about a couple things. Uh, funny that uh, he thinks the, the most hilarious one is like the leprechaun. That seems like to be an overall, like an overwhelming, fucking hilarious paranormal thing for people. And then, you I know, mean, look, how get, sh- look how short they are. That's, how do you not chuckle at that? It's very hard to take serious. Yeah, it is super hard to yeah. take seriously. I agree. And if there's anybody that's that are short in stature, we're talking about the people who are way short in stature. Listen, don't dress up as a as a leprechaun. Be something new. Be a unicorn. Fuck that. Dress up as a leprechaun. No, man. Because like I already told you, I, I want to just if I ever see a leprechaun, I'm gonna field goal pun him. Do you see? Do you see Rob's uh, leprechaun costume? He literally looked like the Lucky Charms guy, except for he was like six feet too tall. <laughs> Six feet too tall. No, I didn't even see that. That's it fucking was, hilarious. It was, it was fucking epic, dude. <clears throat> awesome, man. I'm. I do apologize again. So, um, so we've got. Um, uh, we we had a good time with Vok After Dark 2.0. It was a technical difficulty ridden freaking podcast. It only took like seven hours to freaking edit. It was not a big deal or anything. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, you guys had been drinking since like Thursday because you had to deal with all the things that you'd been yeah, doing. Yeah, lots of baseball. Lots of baseball. Wednesday through Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's crazy, man. It was rough. Yeah. You know, uh, Doc used to run a baseball league, and, and like, I can't even imagine how many games that guy went to. Well, like, I don't know, six a night for seven years for a long, long time. You just t- decided to put on your sultry voice? He just went, like, green mile, dude. Yeah. Oh. He just shawshanked us. I, got yeah, a, I don't even know. I got on. a ghost. I had a ghost just, stick in my mouth, I, I guess. I, <laughs> they were like, oh, I'll show you. Did I hear ghost stick? I think I heard him say ghost stick. I think the title of this podcast is going to be called Ghost Members. It's just ghost stick. <laughs> just shoot the J. Ghost stick. <laughs> oh, man. Just I D-I-C. Yeah. That way we don't uh, get filtered out. So Ryan, I got the chance. So Ryan's up here visiting, um, uh, and we're starting work on the metery tomorrow. So that's pretty cool. Um, but we got the chance to uh, go down to um, the county office building and speak with everybody there again. And um, when we were down there, we got a, we have some really cool news for everybody. Uh, once our building is finalized, we will have our address as the Bearded Viking Way. Because there's the right way, and there's the wrong way, and there's the Bearded Viking Way. Which is nice. a mixture of both. Yeah, just working harder than anybody else at being dumb. Yeah. <laughs> this is a real thing so um with that being said we're our goal of this week is to get the actual skeletal structure up of the of the building we're not really quite sure how we're going to lift it but hey we're going to try real damn hard that'd be fun and we can get get the ghosts to help with the skeletons yeah Yeah. they'd have a place to hang out in the middle of the night as long as they don't break meat we're good man i'm in like as long as as long as those bones don't belong to them we're i'm all right with it yeah, well, those bones need to be those bones, and we we said we're sorry. We didn't mean to do it, and that is what it is. So, told them to go haunt the corner. It's not our fault. Right? <laughs> yeah, passing off, passing the buck. 
Yeah, we don't have a welcome mat. No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna get one either. No, no. hell yeah, it's coming. No. Nope, you better leave that shit at home. Every time you bring one up, man, I'm just gonna throw it away. As soon as it comes up, I'm like, no, man, nope, I'm out. They're, they're like a dollar ninety nine on Amazon. Yeah, I yeah, whatever. Ordering them to the meadery. Yeah, I'm just gonna start stacking them outside of fucking Ryan's house. I don't put them on his new property. <laughs> just like bring all the all the ghosts <laughs> up that way. Welcome. Yeah, all the all the things. So, um, so we've got the the plan for to to get the building up. We're in the middle of uh, of, of a bunch of stuff. We I got to turn in another permit. Oh man, I think I'm on like permit number thirty. I'm gonna be a permit master. Hmm. By the time I'm done. Um, finished our audit with the federal government, so that's cool. Now we're just nice. waiting on background checks. That's cool. Um, we're still so, still waiting on background checks. Yeah, uh, talked to the state government today. It's moving along. They're just waiting on a couple of of uh, pieces pieces to be finalized and have an understanding of like our ETA for uh, for the building to be finished. And once we have that, then. We'll have what they call a provisional permit, which doesn't mean a damn thing because we don't have a building to sell it out of. So it doesn't matter. I was going to say, like, uh, two out of the three of us have, like, the government secret clearance, but mm-hmm. we're still working on an alcohol, an alcohol yeah. uh, background check. At one time, I had a TS clearance, and that was cool. But uh, it was only yeah. as cool until uh, it wasn't cool, and I was like, yeah, I don't care anymore. I don't want to renew it. So that was fine. Been, when I they start expecting you to know shit and like be responsible and yeah, nope. then it's like, whoa, you can take that clearance way away. Thank you. Yeah. Bye bye. I don't care what you guys do in the dark. Not my problem. <laughs> Not my problem at all. So. Uh, so coming up, we've got our we're, we're shooting for an opening for Freedom Weekend. Fourth of July. That's our shoot. Our, our actual real target date. That's actually fits in our timeline. So. Um, we'll let everybody know that's coming up, but you know, the best way to stay up to date on it with a bearded Viking is to go on the website, beardedviking.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Uh, it's not a spammy newsletter. It's only once a month and we'll give you updates on what we're doing and who, who's, who's coming up to visit different things that are going on with the organization, where you can buy your mead, things like that. So, um, go on there, do that. If you're following us on YouTube, don't forget to like comment and subscribe. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> tell tell your friends about us. Uh, we, we'd love to expand our culture. So it's not very often that he has to think about what he's saying before he says it. But with that one, sixty percent of the time, every time he has like eighty five percent of the time. Dude, <laughs> I just don't ever. I don't even know what to do uh, when it comes to that. Um, but before we get started today with uh, our in depth pieces of of the podcast, I just want to do a couple shout outs uh, for up and coming artists that are located in Texas that allow us to use their uh, music. So we have uh, Martin Antonio. We've talked about him a couple times. If you're not following him, man, he's got a voice of, it, it is just electric and he's got some great tunes. It's solid, good old dirt country. At the same time, he's got some rock. I mean, he is kind of magnificent and he's a combat vet. Yeah. So, uh, Marine Corps. And then um, our new outro, which was actually put together by Michael Summers. He's also down in Texas, and he's an up-and-comer. I think he's getting some stuff ready to, to – he's moving into possibly moving into a touring scene, which would be really cool. Because when we open the Bearded Viking, I'd like to get two of those those two guys to come up and, and play for our grand opening. 
I think that would be pretty awesome. But there's a lot of deals that we have to work and, you know, we got to grease some wheels with uh, people who might be driving up here, whatnot, take care of them. But uh, Michael Summers has got some great tunes. Uh, he's a little bit slower, but still a killer voice. And and uh, his, his music typically hits pretty, pretty solid. So thanks to both of those gentlemen for um, being a part of the Bearded Viking and the Vikings Outlaws and Cowboys podcast. There wouldn't be Cowboys if they weren't here. We're just a bunch of posers. <laughs> Texas. Yeah, Texas for sure. Real, so real cowboys in Texas. So on today's um, episode, we we actually going to go. We're going to change change realms a little bit from the direct focus of men's mental health to a focus that really I think a lot of us um, older generation didn't understand a way or what our parents were doing for us. But at the same time, we missed, and that's basically being there for your kids. Now, my generation and Alex's generation, or the Jarl's generation, is more focused and attentive to our kids versus maybe Ryan, you, and and like my 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 parents. They weren't really focused on the kids; they were focused on making ends meet and providing for us. And I think that's like the same with your your dad as well, your dad and mom, right, uh, y'all? It was mostly that, and. They tried to show up when they could, but they had to pay bills. Um, and this was actually a topic that you brought up, Yarl. So I wanted you to kind of expand upon it. Let's let's start the the conversation with, you know, being there for your kids. But before we do, just make sure everybody knows we are not experts. We have no idea what we're talking about usually, but we're just going with our gut and we're speaking from the tr- from the heart. So we are advocates for all of the things that we talk about. Um, and if you don't like it, that's fine. If it's not something that's your cup of tea, that's also fine. However, we're going to keep talking about it because it's something that needs to be spoken about. JTL. So we are we JTL are not is... professionals, and no one was hurt in the making of this psyche. Right, JT <laughs> always says it like we've been sued or we're going through a lawsuit, <laughs> like right now. Right. Well, there's there's people there's people that said that I need to do that, and so now I'm just like, okay, well then, fine. You know what? I'm. <laughs> Who, who, what people? Bald people. You bald know, people. What you, the, what, you, bald, what you mean? Bald, the, bald the CIA. People. Yeah. Bald people. The spooks. Yeah, the spooks. <laughs> the spooks talk to me. The boy, his own voices in his head are telling him, hey, be careful out there. I think hey, he listens the, to them a lot. Those voices make great need, guys. Great uh-huh. need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just, you know what? Stay where you belong in the kitchen. That's fine. Whatever. I'm here. I'm here. So, Al, why don't you go ahead and expand upon that? Let's start off with that. Uh, so I think it's just about because my mom and dad worked um, all growing up, but they were always there, you know, as far as showing up to sports events, taking me to sports events and stuff like that. It's kind of I think it kind of goes back to like the two parent thing. Right. Because mm-hmm. they were there the whole time. Um and, you know, dad was always coaching or always involved in baseball, stuff like that with us. And then mom was always there, you know, scorekeeping or or doing something else. Right. So when it comes to like the extracurriculars, they were always there, um, you know, while it was school and stuff like that, you always had mom there. Right. Because dad was out working his ass off. Mm-hmm. But I think now it's a lot different, especially because. You're kind of trying to, at least I am trying to kind of weave my own path on how to do this because I work from home. So I'm always there. 
mm-hmm. and Justine's the one that's always working her ass off somewhere, <laughs> and she's always there. She always shows up, you know, sports and stuff like that, and is you know home every night, stuff like that. But it's just a really weird, interesting dynamic now because it's totally different from growing up. But trying to make sure that you're staying on top of everything and showing up when you're when you're when you're needed, and um being present while you're there you know mm-hmm, right. i think we've talked a lot about just being present yeah we have and absolutely how much that actually means to to kids you know without even knowing it mm-hmm, hey yeah. you remember that hey you remember that time yeah. dad hey remember this hey, remember that so i think that's huge yeah i agree with you on that so um i'm going to chime in real quick and then i'm going to toss it over to you right real quick but god you're always talking Oh my God. It's like, it's a podcast. I don't even know what's going on. It's fucking killing me. So, you know, I, as a, as a kid growing up, my dad was a firefighter and he was working three jobs to support us. Um, and he wasn't ever there for any of my, um, sporting events, except for when I was like in like little league. Right. But when I played ball in, in, in high school, like he never was able to make it. Uh, so it was really hard for me. It's been really hard for me to understand, like that that piece but what i do understand is the second part of being there being present so as a single dad i was working four jobs at one time just to you know i was crippled by child support and um had to deal with all of the bullshit that comes with being a single dad in the world of hey if you've got a dick you're wrong right and so i wasn't able to spend a lot of money on my kids when they were young but what i was able to do was when i was with them you know, we'd, we'd watch a movie that they wanted to watch and they would be like, dad, 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 dad. And I just like, hold on. What, what do you want? Like literally get down in their face, get down on their level and just pay attention. Um, I've, I've been able to work in my life to build a good relationship with my children when I'm able to communicate with them. My oldest hasn't talked to me in about seven years. Uh, she fell victim to her mom's toxicity. And then, um, she moved out of her mom's house and and cut off all communication with her mom she's now working on possibly speaking to me again in the future which is great but the reason why that is is because of the never-ending relentless being there as much as i could and being in that moment with her i could have been way better but she was my first kid and there's there's no like hand handbook for this you know it's just there's no turnover binder no there's nothing there's nothing like you can follow right so you know, um, so I got that kind of experience, and I think Ryan, you're kind of a blend between me and me and Alex based off of yours with your kids. And you have the oldest kids. Yeah, I got like I got like half a year beard going on, and Alex has good looks, and man, I made out. Like <laughs> 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 his Korean dance moves, and he can sing karaoke like a motherfucker. Like a champion, no, like no, a champion. Don't even. I don't even sing in the shower. If it's I like start singing in the, sh- yeah. If I sing in the shower, the water stops. It's like, oh, I'm out of here. No, <laughs> 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 oh, I think. Uh, I think a lot of that is, is true, and um, you know, the most important aspect of of rearing children, right? <laughs> is certainly you. You know, you have this uh, overwhelming um expectation to provide and and what that means to everyone is something different right providing for your children is um is always subject to interpretation and i think uh you know 
in the 50s or the 60s providing for your family was traditionally done by the man of the household and and um a lot of times child rearing kind of you know wasn't the main focus of the man of the household and so you had instances where it seemed like uh, they were disengaged or weren't as necessarily close to their children. It wasn't that they didn't love them or there wasn't love involved. It was just the focus was of the time the culture was, you know, you provide. And so I think that that has never changed. I think it's just subject to interpretation. And I think one of the most important aspects of of having kids is is like you're saying, being engaged with regard to whatever's going on, whether it's you're at the playground or you're at the movies or, you know, the hardest thing in, in the, especially in this day and age is to remain engaged and, you know, stay out of your electronics as you're trying to be engaged. Fortunately for me, when I was raising my kids, there were no electronics. And so I didn't have to worry about that. But yeah, I think just, that's a, re- you know. I think that's a real good call out. You know, I actually catch myself and I get called out on it currently often uh, for being in Scrollville is what I want to call it, where, <laughs> you know, you just you you like get in, you know, I do a lot of research for the podcast. So I start off in one realm. So what, you know, I get stuck in the loop and I, you know, I'm scrolling through whether it's <laughs> it's looking at the, <laughs> it's looking yes, at I know I do. Or looking at like aliens or it's, you know, dumbs or it's Sasquatch or giants or whatever it is. But the problem is, is I'm doing that at like six o'clock in the evening when people are done with work and I'm no longer engaged and I should be outside doing things. And so it's really hard for me um, personally to to try to really f- focus on that. And so one of my actual goals for, um, for this year, uh, not like a resolution, but just an overall goal is to reduce my amount of time during waking hours that I'm doing that kind of thing because family is paramount we've become a family that we've chosen to be part of the you know the bearded viking family and the 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 vikings outlaws and cowboys family um however our our family our our individual families that nucleus is actually what builds better for tomorrow if you will it 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 plants the seed for success for society if you focus on it in the appropriate aspect right and i think a lot of us as adults, when we're done with the workday, the last thing that we want to do is answer a question about somebody's fucking hobby or hear somebody ask about, you know, X, Y, Z. It's a little Shit. easier if they're kids. I got a freaking eight-year-old that'll ask you a million questions from the time <laughs> you pick him up from school to the time you get home. And it's like a three-minute drive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but you're, you know, you're, you, you know, being there for your kids is staying present with them, like you said, and like we've talked about, it's, it's answering the dumb questions like, hey, dad, why is the sky blue? It's not a dumb question to the kid. It's a dumb question to us because we learned it forever ago. And we can't remember it. Now we got to Google it. <laughs> right. Something yeah. about reflection of the, the ocean. You know, nobody actually really fucking knows. Right. Yeah. It's that way I, because I, aliens painted it that way. That's why. My I used to... hopes. Oh, go ahead, Ray. I was going to say, I, I used to have to uh, remind myself, it's like talking to the wife. I got to just let them finish all the way through. Don't try and answer each individual question as they go, because they're just going to, you got to just wait till the end. And then you're like, oh, you want her to reply. Okay, you're ready for a reply. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, you want me to answer that question? <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah. Well, I, but yeah. I'm hoping that 
by the time, you know, they're at least my boys are, you know, our age. Uh, well, maybe not Ryan's because he's old as fuck, but yeah, at least at least my age. I was um, say when your boy when your boys are my age, I'll be in the ground. And, I don't yeah. know. You're probably First. gonna be an you're probably gonna be an ignorant old fucking Korean dude yelling <laughs> yeah. at somebody to get off your grass in the middle of I'll nowhere. Be, in Montana. Yeah, I'll be like half I'll be like halfway in the ground. Be like, he'll he'll oh, be man. like JT, come over here, get these fucks off my lawn. I'll be like, what are you talking about? These elk bushes and these elk trees. What the fuck are they? <laughs> I'm gonna shoot them. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to freaking call on the landline before you come to his house. He's just gonna start sending rounds down there. Fuck that. We're putting a zip line in between the houses. <laughs> we're and on the zip line we're gonna have that little like that string that goes to the two cans. Yeah, that can cups, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh-huh. It's like <laughs> that's the landline. Hello? Hello. Yeah. If yeah. you don't have access to the landline, you can't call can, before you get there. Can, can you hear me now? Pull your cord tighter. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but I'm hoping that you know they 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 can sit there and be like, Yeah, we did some cool shit. Like dad didn't suck all the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I'm I'm i I'm super proud to say that uh, you know, my boys are my older boys thirty gosh two. And then Tanner turned 27 this last year. So, and I'm proud to say that, you know, even all those times that I was giving knuckles to the foreheads or, you know, yelling at them like I'm their drill instructor, you know, they, they actually learned something from things that I had to say. And, and uh, they're good ducks. I really appreciated the, you know, the men that they've grown into. So, you know, I'm going to add something to that for you too. And I think and, and not to, and not to leave out Natasha's boys, but. You know, it's it's interesting because we struggled a lot when they were younger and and uh, having the blended family issues. But now that they're older and you know her younger boy turns 21 this year and and the both of them have matured fantastic and they've turned into good young guys too. So super well, be, super it, cool to hear. It's just, it's just super cool to see the you know the guidance that you give and the the things that you said over the years and and watch them kind of play out with with the kids that you've raised. You know, it's it's really interesting that you say that too, right? So like, you know, my my twenty year old daughter moved in and and you know, when she first moved in, it was it was battles, you know, like it was like I'm gonna do it my way and I'm like, Well, I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it. I'm me and I'm forty and I don't change very fast. I make a left hand turn as quick as a fucking you know, one of those giant oil tankers in the ocean. I know. You know I, been, I don't, I'm not uh, nimble, you know. I get super afraid when you make a left-hand turn and there's an oncoming vehicle. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, please, God, let oh, us go. Jesus let let us get Let us get through this. Let it be a Prius. Right, right. Uh, no, well, if I f- want, I want it to be an oil tanker. Um, we're gonna get, if we're gonna get dinged. No I wanna suffering. Be fucking, yeah, yeah I wanna be, just I'm over. Be, yeah, no just suffering. D-U-N, fucking done. Yeah. The th- the thing though with with when when she moved in is she she actually brought back that point to me where I have to stop and just be there and listen. And it's actually that coupled with this fucking podcast thing that we're doing, which is still super fucking weird to me. (laughs) But like like stopping and focusing and listening has, I think, made me calmer overall or the microdosing of the shrooms. I'm not really quite sure. But I mean, it is the stop, the collaboration. I would say it is. Absolutely. Because ice is back with a brand new invention. absolutely would (laughs) but you know the thing is when it comes to the kids like we we don't ever know how good or how bad we're doing 
We always that's just think, the hard part. Yeah, you, there's no the really gauge. There's not like a midterm. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's giving you fucking notes. Yeah, you're like, oh, sweet, my kids made it out of fucking high school without being like me and getting kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like my kids aren't raising kids. I'm fucking stoked. You know, or you're and not then, you're not hearing from the principal's office on a daily basis, or yeah, you know, there's the fire, no way the fire department's not at your house, and the police department's not calling you at three in the morning, and yeah, right, I mean, well, I, and and Ryan can speak to this too, like especially where now Sam's old enough where he's getting into baseball, and he's like in like the competition baseball, right, or comp baseball, whatever, and. So it's super competitive. So there's a lot of moving pieces going on and I got suckered into coaching. So now it's like, I'm having an impact on these other kids where, you know, you did it forever, dude. So now I'm like, shit, am I going to fuck this one up too? Or just like my kid, you know, just trying to (laughs) have this impact on these other kids and, you know, their kind of trajectory too. Yeah. It's very scary. Yeah. No, yeah. I, you know, I used to, there, <clears throat> there's nothing more rewarding than, than, uh, watching one of the kids improve in baseball and get better based on what you're trying to, pro- you know, project to them and teach them and, and help them along with. And, and it's that one of my, the most rewarding things too, is to have a parent come to you and say, you know, my kids learned more from baseball in one season with you than playing the last three seasons. He really didn't want to play anymore. And I forced him to play this year and he had so much fun. That's right. a, that's a, that's gotta be an awesome experience. That's a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Worth all the yelling at the kids. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, any, every time, every time I had to, ref, you know, the, in, uh, encounter, you know, the irate parent or the parents that were super critical or had, you know, bad things to say about, the league or this or that i i always would just look reflect back on hey there's this is that one thing and granted you know you let it get to you in that moment but then you reflect back and you try and say hey look there's all of these other things that are going on that right. are positives and people giving you know positive well, feedback and thanking you for what you do and get telling you you're doing a great job and and so i think the baseball community as a whole is just you know it's it can be super competitive and it can be super critical at the same time. However, it, it can also be very rewarding and, and um, the parents can be, you know, the camaraderie of baseball is just super fun. It was, yeah. you know, I, I did it for a long, long time. And there were times where, you know, you did it because you were in it and really nobody else wanted to do it. So <laughs> it was hard to, you know, it's hard to pass off where nobody wants to take it on. And, and uh but then you know there's the time frames where you sit down and you you know you're watching a game or you're just hanging out and it's just like like we were driving to columbus today and there's a baseball game going on i'm like oh if we had more time i would just love to just have no you know have no vested interest in any of those kids but just to watch it kid, yeah kid baseball is just so fun to watch and it was the it was the age group that is so much fun to watch I, they looked like they were about eight or eight or nine year old kids so super just took me back for a few minutes i was like oh those days oh, nice you had uh you had a, uh, an alzheimer huh? you flash back and you're good <laughs> yeah. nice okay yeah. now we no, gotta worry I, about I, that should t- some dimension i don't call it sen- it's not senility it's serenity in your thoughts oh okay oh, i like that sure. there we go there you go <laughs> i would See, say and it's it's hard because he wants he flashes back to that and wants that back and to enjoy that moment and i have to try and remember to remind myself that i'm not going to get these moments back 
Yeah. Even yeah. though I'm trying to push them forward to this, you know, this <laughs> next this next year in baseball, yeah. so we can be better and I can yell less and you know. You want to know something? So obviously I've never had that opportunity being a single dad of daughters, and they were gone like for the majority of the time, but. The, the closest thing that I can say that I can actually relate to that moment. So my daughter moves in and we have our battles and we figure it out. Right. And then I start watching this young woman, like take the work ethic that I know that she has, she gets a job and then she is enrolled in college now and she got promoted her job to an assistant manager in only like three months. And she finished the 75 hard and she got herself into like counseling to make sure that she's mentally okay and her she's emotionally stable to make sure she can progress in life and now you know she's getting her driver's license and she's just doing all of these things and that's my check to say hey listen i fucked up a lot as a dad like like there's like everybody fucks up you yell too much or you know you lose your temper or you don't understand feelings because we have four as men and they have 7,000 and you don't know why they're crying because the sunset's pretty, right? You just don't get that, <laughs> right? But the thing is, is those those moments to me mean that maybe I'm not a shitty dad. Maybe I'm okay. Maybe you've, maybe you have maybe, a little bit of redemption. Maybe. maybe I don't think so. Like, yeah, maybe there's something, right? Or, or she found a lot of YouTube and Facebook that was able to help her compensate or something. Right, there's that. Same, yeah. she there's was also really that. Bored yeah. up on the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, I mean, she did this. I, she literally I did the 75 hard, the hardest time of the year. She, she was out there, um, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna freaking just tout about this because I'm freaking so proud of her because I did the 75 hard, and it was in the winter time, but it's in Utah, like not like the, it was cold when I was outside walking around, and I, I did my last week when I had COVID. And it sucked like I was dying, but I never went for a walk at negative 38 degrees outside with it snowing sideways. Never did that. That's that's a different level. This is a different level of hardcore, you know? Yeah, that's that's committed. Yeah. Yeah. And she did it in one go. And I can't can't tell you guys like that is the measure of to me. That is my measurement, right? My, My measuring stick. So number one, did the kids get out of high school without making kids? Because I didn't. So you're already better than me, right? Which is all we can hope for is our kids can be better than us. Number two, she's making choices in her life that are going to set her up for success. So the 75 hard is all a mental game. It's a mind fuck. That's all it is. Yeah. Like it's literally finding ways to win when everything is stacked against you. And she did it. She's been up up here on her, on her own as a 20-year-old on top of a mountain in the middle of fucking nowhere with nobody else around and she's found that serenity within herself and i find myself now i used to flash back to moments like you do to when when she was little and i have those moments still but they're less they're more about when when i'm around her and she's doing weird 20 year old shit that i don't understand anymore so watching my daughter flourish and grow has been absolutely amazing and seeing her like in, in that transition from and watching her be a 20 year old doing weird 20 year old shit to me is amazing except for the sometimes the music she chooses i'm like i can't i just i'm not is it, is it like all like atlantis morissette it's like being in the car with your sister all hip-hop and rap shit uh. 
Like his yeah. sister? Bones. Or yeah, his, yeah, his sister. <laughs> okay. When we were in Texas, Jess oh, decided that she wanted to fucking uh, take us to the, the honky-tonk and listen to R&B the whole way. Or fucking hip hop. This way. I'm like, is how we do it. Yeah, oh I'm like, God. God what me. the fuck? Where are we at? But anyway, so to add so, on what you gentlemen are saying, like, go ahead, Al. I was just gonna, I was just gonna kind of take it into, I was gonna steer it to a different direction. So if you have a thought, finish it up. Well, I was just saying, so so being there for your kids is is literally the key for the future of humanity in reality and and you don't know the influence that you have or impact you have on not only your child's life but your child's friends and people around you yeah and if you're asking if you're asking yourself you know why does this have anything to do with men's mental health is because i mean eventually whether you have boys or girls um you you know you as a man you're you're trying to impact their mental health for for the good and you have to be in a good healthy place too and being taken care you know taking care of yourself and you know, yeah and i mean just to tack on to that and as far as the men's mental health goes i'll I'll take it to a different level and say um in in seeing friends of mine and particularly you jt right in i think individuals that i know that haven't been in, as engaged in their children's lives they don't seem to have the same joy that parents that are engaged have, right? And it could be for a variety of reasons, right? It could be that there are time constraints with this job or that job or dual jobs or triple jobs or like you're saying in your case, quadruple jobs. I did the same thing when I was young and Jordan was a baby. I had four jobs, right? And I think that you'll find that the parents that are engaged seem to be much more um, happy and and they can see the joy in their children. And, and I, I've seen that with you, right? I've, over the years, you know, when we first were friends and you didn't have that engagement with your kids and it was, you know, there was anger and frustration and uh, uh, sadness, right? Yeah. And now that, now that you're able to be more engaged and involved with, with her and, you know, the potential for your older daughter to be engaged and and have that relationship back. I've just seen it's a it's literally a night and day difference in your happiness and your engagement. And yeah, it's a weight lifted off, right? Yeah, right. It, it it really does feel like that. Um, and, so it's and a, not, I guess I I guess in sorry to interject. I think that I guess it's just one of those things that it comes full circle. What goes around comes around to you again, right? So your engagement and your involvement and their happiness because they are happier when you're engaged. I, one of the saddest things you can see is like back to baseball for just a moment is, you know, being on, you know, watching one of you, one of the kids get their first hit and they run to first base and they turn and where's the first place they look. They so look to the stands. Uh-huh. Did mom and dad, did mom and dad just see what I did? And that they don't, they didn't see it. And the kids like, you can just, see them get deflated and the and just totally like dejected and it's you know versus you know you have those parents that you're like oh my god are you why don't you just come around the chain link and coach for me but but the one <laughs> <laughs> you know and then but then you have the ones that are on the stands and they're hooting and hollering and you're thinking oh my god they're so obnoxious but you know what they really are 
they're engaged. They're yeah, and the, yeah. they're and doing the kids, what they can. They have their yeah. phones down. They're watching yep. their kids. Yep, and the kids see it, and the kids notice, and the kids realize. Yeah. yeah. So Al, you were going to steer us into a direction that I feel like is going to be even more empowering. Yeah. So I think it's kind of a complementary uh, type of topic too, and it's it's just kind of what it takes to say no, when to say no, how to say no especially when it comes to you know your mental health and doing what you need to do mm-hmm. and and I know that I have a hard time saying no uh, to people and sometimes it's like you feel like you're letting people down when you tell them no but I feel like there's definitely a point where you got to be like sorry dude can't do it mm-hmm. or you know mm-hmm. just flat out no like I'm not gonna do it I'm, I'm tired I don't want to like yeah. this is what I want I'm doing this for me or this for my family, I don't want to do that, you know? Yeah. We, well, we get busy. We have yeah. a lot of stuff going on. And I think that, you know, a lot of, and for an example of, you know, saying no is, is I've had to say no to, you know, hey, can we do the podcast tonight? Can we do this tonight? I'm like, sorry, dude, no, like I can't. Mm-hmm. Like I got, I have baseball. Yeah. I got to take, you know, I got to be there for the boy to do baseball and it caused a, a you know a longer gap in in some of the podcasts a couple of weeks ago which that impacts us as a company and that sucks right because well, we're trying to do that we're trying to do the best that we can and be out in front of everybody but at the same time it's like sometimes you have to say no and, well yeah and it's uncomfortable it's very <laughs> uncomfortable to say fucking no sometimes Oh yeah, you I'm, guys. I'm not, you guys not are, a person that says no you, a lot. You guys make it extremely fun to say no to. I want <laughs> you guys to know that. But the, the reality is, though, you know, and, and I think I think the culture that we all focus on is that open conflict is okay. Understanding conflict and working through it, in conflict resolution, and no is a way to resolve conflict. Is no, I can't. Right, establishing your priorities and stacking them on top of each other and say. This is my number one, and your family should be your second priority. You should always be number one. You, your family, and then everything else falls in line afterwards. And people will battle me on that. But here's the reality, and this is from a personal perspective. So I used to be like the people's dude. You know, they'd be like, hey, you want to go out? And I'd be like, sure, yes, right? And I would go out for days and days and days and days and days in a row. And people are like, oh, you're on a bender. I'm like, no, man, I had like a beer at night. I can't afford more than a beer at night. I'm poor as fuck. I'm like, <laughs> I'm renting out my, my friend's basement apartment. Like, I'm living in a freaking shoebox downstairs. And I'm fucking, yeah, like what? Like, I mean, you know. Can't afford to be on a bender in a bar. I, the bender's out in, the bender's in next to the fender in the trunk, man. The I bend- took my own beer to the bar. <laughs> yeah. And I got water there so I could drive home, you know? Like, they, right. I just told, or I was like, oh man, I had a, I had a, a, you know, a cough or a sore throat. And I went to the bar and I, I was like, hey, I'm in a DD and I got free Sprite all night. You know, that, that's like the, <laughs> right. that's like the reality of the situation. But like, you know, I look at it now. So, your cup, let's say you have a, a a cup, right? And it's full of happiness. If you start pouring your happiness into somebody else's cup, then your cup is no longer full. You need to make sure that your cup is overflowing with, with your own happiness. And if they want to partake of that happiness, 
in, in that aspect of knowing how to say no, you keep your serenity safe. And in doing so, then those that are directly impacted by your happiness, by your serenity, benefit. So I always say you take care of yourself first, because if you can't provide, protect, and guide your family, then you are not able you're not you're not doing the thing you're supposed to do as a man and i for the longest time would say yes to everybody and i you guys know that i have a hard time saying no everybody knows that about me because i i just all i hear I, is no every time i turn around you're the like, cfo no. you're the fucking person <laughs> no. who tells me no, no ryan no ryan no no we can't no ryan we can't do that no ryan you're we the, can't you're do the it. money guy that says yes no, yeah, Ryan, it's so weird. No. It's broken. This shit's fucking broken. Ryan, Ryan, don't <laughs> touch me there. Don't stop. Wait, okay, yeah. go. <laughs> okay, go. No. No, you know, that's a, that's a great thought. It's like, the it's like you know, um, you take a lesson from every airline flight you've ever taken, right? Where you're like, place the mask over your face first and then help others. <laughs> you're fucking mm-hmm. dead. You can't help anybody, bro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, you know, make sure make sure you're taking care of you. And then, you know, most of the rest of it falls in line. It's very interesting because when um, and I'm going to touch on what you said, Al, because it's really important. And I want everybody to know, like, like a couple of things about that. So we're going to put a pin in it for just one second. But when when we when I sort of focus on on myself first and I put my degree and my education in, in place first and then I started putting my happiness first, guess what happened? When my kids were around, I was able to focus on my kids and take that time to be with them because I didn't have to deal with everybody else. And I would tell everybody no. And I lost friends by saying, no, you don't get to spend time with my kids. It's the last weekend with them. It's my turn. It's like, you don't, this is me and them. This is my last weekend for six months. Yeah, you're the uncle, but you don't get to be there. You can come over the house for a little bit, but this is my last night for six months. And saying no to people like that, you're going to find out whether or not they're in your corner or not. And when you told me, hey, man, I can't. I got this. I was like, cool, whatever, man. Not a big deal. Like, just let me know when we can. We just got to get on it, you know? Yeah, I think it's just the whole, like, letting people down, right? Oh, yeah. I don't think any of us like to let anybody down. No, not in our culture. Yeah. And saying no is sometimes an immediate letdown, like sorry dude like i can't do it like i'm not gonna make it tonight yeah it just it fucking sucks right because we planned something and we're we're horribly good at making bad plans that we think are gonna be good <laughs> oh wait, we have yet building? to meet a deadline so yeah like <laughs> i know we don't even know it's what those like, are it, it's i know i know how that goes i feel like that i feel like the baseball kid when you know jt calls me and he's like Hey man, we're gonna do a podcast. You wanna? We're gonna do a podcast, and I'll call you tomorrow at eight o'clock. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm like, I feel like I'm like, oh, eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock. Oh, Shit. he's going to go both man, ways, bro. He, he must be. He must be washing his beard. He he. he I haven't he's heard. He's got to be washing his beard. Washing he's got to be. He's got to be washing his beard. I feel like that high school I love girl. It. And and then and then the next day, I don't hear from him. And then I'm and then he asked me, Hey, you want to be on the podcast? I'm like, next. I'm not. I'm like. Wait, you mean again? Are you going to shine me again? Because I don't know if I can handle the rejection again. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it was seriously, <laughs> and it was all, it was all a just series of events that was put 
into motion it, by me saying no. It was, yeah, you know, it was like, actually, I he's like, started like, with no, you being and sick. JT stood yeah. you up. And yeah, then, and he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I fell asleep. I'm like, oh, yeah. at least you at least you weren't washing your beard. At least you had a good excuse. No, no, right? there's no good excuse. Oh, but the, 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 thing, the, <laughs> the thing was, so it all, this Golly. actually all started with when when uh, you, by the way, you getting sick was 100% karma for fucking, so, oh, the, the devil pup's got a little sniffle, oh, a little dry devil throat. Pup's got a dry nose. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, so this is, that's why you got sick. So uh, he says that, and then I'm like, you ready for the podcast on Tuesday? And he's like, dude, I'm fucking dying. I fucking, I seriously was. Last week, I thought I was going <laughs> to die. And then Thursday, I'm like, cool, well, let's look and see what we're looking at. He's like, okay, cool, we, I, we can do it. Wednesday, I coordinate with you Wednesday. Wednesday doesn't happen. He's still, he's down and out for the count. Totally fine. Not a big deal. I'm like, fine, we'll just do it Thursday. You know, Let that me know when me, baseball's that done. That then makes me dejected, because then I'm like, I didn't hear Corman up. I didn't hear Corman up a single fucking time. Bro, the last oh. thing I wanted was an IV in my cock vein. Okay? I was like, Dude, I had the main the, vein I is the, the only vein to get it. I had the two-day man flu. Dude, I had, I was like, wait, what? You're not feeling well? Let me get my silver bullet. I'm on my way. Yeah. He was already inside the house you, before I like, could oh. call out from the, uh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm but like, best time ever is 25 minutes, driveway to driveway. I will, you tell me you're down, I'll be there in 15. He's going to jump in the side by side and slam over the mountain. <laughs> yeah. Max, I will, I'm coming. I'll, I'll come over Butterfield. You know what? Just I'm breathing heavy is all he said. That's all he said. <laughs> One of us is going to be Butterfield for sure. For real. <laughs> so the uh, the idea of what it takes to say no in our culture, and this is something that I think that men should be empowered to do, is surround yourself with people that understand, number one, that your serenity is important. And if I say no, that you don't <laughs> get to fucking say anything against it. Like, we'll, we'll, you can badger your friend a little bit. Like, are you sure? And if they say no a second time, be done with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and we're, we're badgering yeah. motherfuckers to, yeah. like, everything. But every, 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 for the audience, everything. everything. But, like, it's, it's <laughs> almost, it's almost to a, de- almost to a detriment sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, you, you, sometimes you badger somebody and then it ends up being no bueno and, and, uh, and then all of a sudden, next thing yeah. you know, somebody's just Ryan's like trying rants. to freaking Ryan's ranting, or or one of your fucking friends is just like autocorrecting everything you say in grammar and a fucking group chat, and then fucking leaves because they're mad. <laughs> Wait, you know who you are? Fuck you. Oh no! No, that was very specific. No, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Oh, that's like that's like two stories. I feel like you might have had a dream or something. Did you have a uh, bad nap today? No, I had a great nap until the fucking dog started jumping up on top of everything. Right, Ryan's down so, there, down here, sorry. freaking making love to the dogs. It's like all I hear is this heavy panting and fucking Ryan be like, "Oh, that's a good boy. Oh, you a good girl." Heavy panting <laughs> everywhere. I'm like, "Are you petting my dogs or are you petting my dogs?" Yes, dude, it's. Yes. Heavy padding was happening. He literally, he, it, it no was a 30 comment. minute drive between Bozeman and your house, and he had plenty of time to get the skippy ready. Yep, exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, I got two, I got two whole jars, chunky and smooth. I mean, you never know. You got to go for the chunky. It's the chunky. Always. The chunky, always. You got to get the nails in. So, so, go ahead, Al. No, you go. No, you go. No, you this go. Your, this is your section. No, no you Wait. hang up. I'm practicing no, saying no. 
Oh, but that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing a lot of no's. Tons of no's. <laughs> you know, no, no, no sounds like oh, oh, oh when you put duct tape over your mouth. It does. That's real. That's real. <laughs> as long that's as it's not thing. the as long as it's not the no no spot. Oh yeah. I just do it to my friends when they start saying shit I don't want to hear. It's a loophole. Nope. <laughs> it's a nope. loophole. It's a loophole. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Fuck you too. Yeah, we rolled out. We're, we're yeah, totally in the good. spot. Well, you know, so I guess really, and, and this comes down to being like the essence of men's mental health and, and that quote unquote toxic masculinity piece, right? Standing up for yourself is and saying no and keeping your serenity is is the most important thing. The question is, is how do you say no to people that will badger you nonstop? And what is acceptable? Right. I think I think the problem is, is like. Is keeping those people around that are going to constantly badger you or that are going to that are going to badger you and mean it. Mm-hmm. Right. Because. If somebody says no in our group, we're just like, you know, we'll badger them and shit like that. But ultimately, like, okay, you know, that's yeah. that's what's happening. You know, it's a no. We're still gonna give a shit about it, but it's still a no. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think I think the most I've learned in life was when JT wrote his book Conflict Resolution Without Hammers. That was super powerful for me. Ah, fuck you. You dropped this too. You fucking dick. <laughs> I had a Thor moment. I'm fucking Viking. What do you want? Well, it was a little hammer, bro. Okay. I mean, it was it was a five pound sledge, but whatever. Fuck you too. Help you stub your toe. You need a dick. Love you guys. I think. That Ryan should fuck that off. That might have grazed on something fucking special, oh huh? That was a great moment. You didn't even witness it. And there was thunder no, and lightning outside. Fucking, <laughs> oh, I yeah, heard, God God got involved, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah oh, I, heard, some, I heard about the... Yeah, I was yeah. upset that I did miss it. No, no, it was better off that you never saw that guy. I hear that it was a fucking bestseller, though. Mm, it was a great book. It was a, it was a 25-minute masterpiece. <laughs> fucking dicks it's like a pen it's one of those penthouse letters you know it's short succinct but now forget you know it's just never forgettable yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely it, it literally changed the course of your life just Facts. like reading the, the articles in the playboy or a hustler yeah that's absolutely. right don't, don't forget cosmo oh my god don't forget cosmo right so one I mean, thing I only that... bought playboy for the articles I absolutely like not never once that I want to look at like Cindy Crawford or Pamela Anderson or any of those, yeah, or, whatever. Um, yeah. Who cares? Uh, so I think one thing that, that needs to be a clear expectation in your friend group is if I say no and you bug me in the second, no, that is the case, but appar- more, more imperative to me. And this is something I think that we are unanimous about within, within the organization. Right. So we have coined the term it's time for a meetup where we get people together and we do these podcasts as an example of meeting up and hanging out with your friends virtually, if you can't be in the same town and like really having that, 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 that bonding time that men need where we talk about dumb shit. Uh-huh. But as soon as somebody, you offer somebody some alcohol and they say, no, I don't drink. You do not ever fucking say, come on, man, because you don't know the demons they're dancing with. That's something that you never do. It's like, if somebody offers you, like drugs and you are an addict and you say no and they say and they do it in front of you that's fucked up and what you need to do as a man 
in those situations, those people are not your friends. They do not have your interest in their mind. They have a good time in their mind. And that means that they are not men either. Oh, they yeah, are fuckboys. You, you should be like immediately supportive of them not yeah. drinking and making yeah. sure that they're not drinking for the rest of the night or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, dude. Number one, everybody needs a good friend who's a sober friend because the sober friends have a good time when they're drinking with or when when they're hanging out with drinking friends, right? And typically, they they're the ones who bring reason when you have no more reason involved. Or just ten a more, solid ride home. Oh yeah, same same. Ten more seconds, yeah. Ryan. Ten more seconds. Just just wait ten <laughs> seconds. Just ten. <laughs> just ten. Um, and but the 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 reality is, you know, for the bearded Viking in our culture and the Vikings, Outlaws, and Cowboys podcast, if you are a member, follower, if you're part of this culture now, or you're trying to grow into this culture, understand this: <clears throat> we have a zero tolerance policy for those things, and it's extremely important. When people establish true and real boundaries, you just don't fuck with those boundaries, right? Like you just don't. And and if you are surrounding yourself with people who understand that established boundary and that established expectation and they leave it alone and they stand up for you so you don't have to, that's your people. That's the yeah. men that you need to be around. If they go and they change that or they, they, they badger you to the point where you feel uncomfortable and you can't openly speak about it, change your people. Right. Like we like all of us have established true boundaries for within our organization and within in, in part of our, our family and friendship that we say we don't talk about this. Like we don't we don't give sh- each other shit about kids like our kids are sacred. You know, spouses are sacred. We, we'll we'll talk about our spouses killing each other, killing us and stuff because they, they totally would. Every one of them would bury us in the backyard if they could get away, get away with it. <laughs> right. But like that's the extent of it. But we have that that clear understanding and that respect level for each other. And that's saying no. This is my line. Don't fucking cross it. And if you cross it, you get one chance. Right? Yeah, and I think I don't I think most people are respective of, of those kinds of boundaries, provided they're aware, right? I, I don't know too many people. I know I know a few. And it's they're self-absorbed and everything's about them. So regardless of whether or not you've had a boundary or you've identified a boundary, they either A, didn't hear it or B, don't care because they're just self-absorbed and care to them. But I think the majority of people are respective of boundaries. I think a lot of people, you know, push lines and push, like you were saying, we give each other a hard time. We rip each other. We we push the envelope sometimes of, of, of uh, uh, you know, fun. but or poking fun or and and then there are those times where it's like oh yeah the dog Found bites it. yeah Found that's it. it okay <laughs> oops my you know i apologize i'm sorry i hit the i hit the line and and then you, and then you go from there yeah and I, but yeah those as long as you've identified those boundaries and i think most people are respectful you know i and i think overall i think society as a whole people are respectful you know back to the the interesting you know, little thing with, I, I see, you know, you get that look like there's the greater good and you don't believe in it, but I, I do. And I think that overall, I think people are good. Yeah, there's a lot of bad apples here and there, and but I think that, you know, good apples fall from the tree too. But 
So don't give me that look. That's called. That's actually a what, what, like a Napoleon Dynamite theory. Like apples come down, physics or something. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, dude, I I think his his was his his he had the tot theory. I think the apple oh, theory yeah. was. I think it was that. I think it was that new that Newton the, dude. The, but, I, yeah, Isaac yeah. Newton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, Napoleon Dynamite. Isaac Newton, the same guy. Napoleon for generation. You know, I think and the and the reason. Newton. <laughs> Isaac Dynamite. I think Isaac that's Dynamite. Isaac Dynamite. I, I think Dynamite. that's the. I think that's the sequel. Maybe that's the prequel. I don't know. Maybe that's how Napoleon came around, right? That's I, the. That's the Garden of the Garden of Eden. But uh, it was his but, dad. Yeah. Isaac. Yeah. So, yeah. Isaac. Yeah. Isaac Dynamite was his dad. But I, I, I think you're Mexican. <laughs> a ginger Mexican. Oh, please let me have one. That sounds tasty. Oh my God. A so You're definitely getting cut. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but no, I think humanity as a whole is respectful of boundaries. And, and, uh, and I say that in regards to, I've, I've had a few friends that are, you know, they're LDS slash Mormon, whatever you're, whatever you want to call it. And whatever, you know, the understanding for people outside of Utah might be the, you know, the Mormon thing. And and or any religious person per se that doesn't drink alcohol, right? And they're at a party and they're not drinking, and someone's like trying to offer them a drink. And the the easiest way that they found that nobody pushes the boundary issue is to say, "Hey, you know, I'm 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 22 years sober," and then like, "Oh man, that's great! Congratulations!" I'm when they've never had a drink in their life because of their religious beliefs. But it was just you know people respect that particular boundary. Uh, almost always right like you're saying mm -hmm. and so they're like when i when i say hey i'm you know i'm 21 years sober um it's not another there's another another instance thought about it yeah well that that makes sense it makes sense so um because i want to talk about the next thing still we have a part three and ryan hasn't been part of the conversation except for last night when we had a two-hour conversation about the paranormal uh -oh. shit uh-oh okay uh -oh. I want to wrap up to conversation. I wasn't even part of it. No, because it was about the paranormal. I want to know what was talked about. I was just oh. recapping things for him. See, I think I think he like flashed me something and did an anal probe because I'm not remembering this. Uh oh, uh -huh. right. Uh -oh. Mm -hmm. It's all your IPAs. It's the IPAs. Yeah, yeah. It, that's it's the, the well, mind erasers. We did have we did have uh, we did mix beer um, and then mead last and night. Mead, yeah, had some. Had some awesome, awesome pineapple habanero with tacos last night at, at 11.30 when I rolled in. Poor guys. And then, right? And, and then we topped it off with some Valkyrie. Mm. Mm -hmm. Shit was rough. Too uh, bad you guys can't buy it out there. Yeah. No, I was going to say, I'm, I'm so sorry for you guys that you have, you're not able to actually partake of it yet. We're working on that, but man, it's going to be good when you can. Sucks to yes. suck. So... I think the big things that we just need to wrap up on this mental health, right? So number one, I would say that a, a man is present with his kids and is there for his children. You don't have to be for everything, but be there and be present with them. A, a real man does that. And that being there creates happiness within yourself, right? That's number one. Number two, I would say make sure that you are putting yourself first in the aspect of your happiness. So if you're in a situation where you're giving your happiness to everybody else, fix it. Take care of yourself and know when to say no 
understand how hard it is it is to say no but surround yourself with people that understand that you're doing that for yourself and for your family right surround yourself with people men that are like-minded in that aspect that take care of that i think those things are the main takeaways from this week's episode because you know we talk about everything whether you know what what is a man what does it take to be a man a leader all of those pieces but being a father and being a good father is harder than probably just being a, a man so take those to heart yeah chicks dig dads that show up chicks did dad they dig father figures too yeah. oh i got a father figure hell yeah uh, that's not true it's more it's called a dad bod now i think well, you're fine, so we'll just go with the father figure. <laughs> the silver fox. You're, you're like a, and, you're like a, you're and his father one. figure. Like an yeah. Aged mead. You're like an aged kimchi honey mead. Mm, with Ooh. a little bit of set up, with a little bit of sediment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Solid. All right. So let's jump into paranormal. Um, I think that uh, this week's episode of Paranormal Activity is uh, is sponsored by um, Bracing for Tomorrow. <laughs> sponsored by them. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's, I mean, well, is the galaxies I mean, getting pulled into the future? Well, I think that, you know, obviously we are working on trying to help veterans and help help men. If you're a veteran, <laughs> we want to make sure that you cross the finish line of life and not uh in a negative way we want to make sure you're out there so look them up give them a follow give them a shout out they should have a logo on the car now he's racing thursday 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 thirsty thursday facts so let's get into this shit let's jump in for real let's (laughs) jump in so recap we talked about stephen greer in the Sean Ryan show, okay. how he 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 goes down the path and he talks about the deep, dark, underground unilateral government that is withholding information from us. Anybody who's right, anybody who's out there that's creating um, zero point energy, which we'll talk about again here in a or minute. Get protection. Right. Don't forget it. Or protection. Uh, yeah, something. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, if you found if you are out there and you're listening um and you have some sort of cool thing understand it's better if you just go to steven greer and release it directly to the public don't try to get it patent don't fucking make a youtube video about it just go straight straight there because they'll try to uh wet work you yeah that means murder death kill i was gonna say i don't think that means grease your palms uh, Ooh, anymore. that'd be you no know, and by the way, just before we start, none of us actually have intentions on uh, accidentally suiciding ourselves at all. Yeah. So yeah. I like no. me way too much to c- I, to kill me. Can you, actually, can you actually suicide yourself accidentally? I don't know. Hillary I mean, yourself to the back of the head with two shots. It, <laughs> at different angles? Yeah. What is it? It's from uh, Boondock Saints. Yeah. Yeah. The, this one's right. This one's right. And this one's wrong. This, it's like his arms were way out here. <laughs> what if it's two guys with two separate guns? <laughs> you know. Anyway. And we're back. Oh and we're God. back. We've circled full back. Uh, so 
we left off talking about sort of talking about like the Denver airport and <coughs> like the conspiracy theory built behind that. But let's talk about Dumbs. So Dumbs is deep underground military base. Yes. And there is an course, entire. Of yes. course, military has Dumbs in the. Yeah. Dumb, that's, dumb, dumb. that's like military. Right it's military intelligence 101, bro. Yeah. And acronyms. Yeah. Acronymology. That's it should be a science in itself. Yep. Yeah, that goes together like Bert and Ernie and you know, Pooh and, and Tigger and, and yeah. clapping. Oh. <laughs> Wait, you have you have dirty, bro. Wait, that was pretty me. rough. So, that was pretty rough. <laughs> you had me at the clap. Oh or uh or gone in sixty seconds and fast and the furious. No? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. I oh, sorry, there's sorry. A, there's a line that we do not trust. Or, or or Paul Walker in a tight turn it goes together just like that. Oh uh, like a three point or four point harness and a Porsche. Uh, yeah, something. Um anyway, so <laughs> so so let's let's get into this. Uh you're the leading expert, so lead away their Pathfinder. So we we had talked about the the Denver airport and how it's a dumb. About, yeah, we talked about how that was dumb. And then I told you about the actual documents that were released of all the tunnels. What do you look at? Sorry, the, uh, there was a dog that was shitting himself, I swear, in the room. <laughs> and I had to make sure that he was uh, taken out of this situation. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. And, and you're like, like, and it's like three thousand degrees in my office. I don't even know why. <laughs> so it smells like hot dog shit in here. <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm watching I, you, I'm and I'm like, like, did you all of a sudden get Tourette's, dude? dude like, what's I'm happening? A fucking seizure. Anyway, so <laughs> did you just Michael thought, J. Fox us, dude? A hundred percent. I'm just like all over. It's hot dog shit and natty light in here. Fuck, man. So sounds I'm like, like sounds like Okinawa all over inside. again. Inside, yeah, seriously. Mm. So, hot. and then there was the maps that I talked about that were released that are legitimate uh, FOIA requested maps, and the maps show the tunnels that go basically from the east coast to the west coast. And what one of the thoughts was is that there was high speed maglev trains, higher speed, meaning over 600 miles per hour. Because they were in a vacuum sealed tube. So basically, you could get these things up to a thousand miles per hour and you could get to and from LA in, you know, LA to Utah in 30 minutes. And That'd be awesome. And there's, there's stories that I've seen of people that go to work in a regular looking office building in California. They get in the elevator, they go down. Men in black, train, bro. Blast over, blast over to the base. And then there's a secretary there. You know, wife needs to talk to her husband. Calls, oh, yeah, he'll be back here in 30 minutes. I'll have him call you then. Or, hey, we're on our way to see him. Or, hey, we just showed up. Oh, he's in a meeting. He'll be back in 30 minutes. And then you just hit the freaking emergency bell and... Joe Schmo jumps back on the train, blasts back to LA in this in this office building, comes up the elevator, walks out of the conference room, that type of thing. So it's 
and, and this is this is something that one guy has talked about. He used to go to this building, and one day he started feeling sick, and he was in the dump, and he went to the doctor um, at the facility, uh, got a shot, went home, got up the next day to get ready for work. And his dick fell off. Put all of his stuff on. Oh, no. And he left to go to, he, he, he got in his car and then he couldn't remember where he, he went to work. He couldn't remember where he had worked for the last 15 years. Cause he checked got his, the, checked he his got pay the... stubs and it was from a DFAS accounting code. So it was Cleveland DFAS he was getting his money from, which mm-hmm. is for those that don't know, that's a line of accounting from federal government. You get paid through Kansas. Um, when you work for the federal government, usually most, if not all cases. And his wife had gone to the office building and like showed him where the office building was and went and he had no access. Nobody was there. So basically they had took him, shot him full of shit and erased his, erased his memory. He didn't know what he knew what he was, what he did, what his degree was. Couldn't remember what he worked on for the last 15 years. The, so, but they okay. did like the the um uh what is it the regression therapy? Mm-hmm. And he started to remember stuff. So I don't know. It's it's a whole thing where you know there's a whole lot of signs that point to it being true. These tunnels are there. We know the tunnels are there for sure. So unless you're planning on going on a very very long unimpeded road trip through these tunnels which you're still gonna be driving like for a really long you, time yeah i want to get access to that no I'm, you, I'm good or you jump on a train and hit you know a thousand miles per hour in a few minutes and you're there i just oh, yeah. don't I, you know i'm not I'm, I'm actually good not like here here's my line for like things that i'm okay with like i'm okay with aliens i'm okay understanding the government is fucking shady and dirty and what 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 they do in the dark i i don't need to know like the less than that i know the happier that i am because like you know i've done operations overseas that were uh you know with with force guys or seals and we inserted them and whatever and that not a big deal because we didn't do the cool operation we just helped insert them right we just helped put them in where they were wherever the hell they were going and like you know, those are just like surface level covert things, but I really don't give a fuck about a lot of that stuff. And the reason why I don't is because I really like breathing. Like, I don't need to fucking a drone mosquito that, to fly puts... over and put some cardiac arrest shit in my fucking when it bites me. I know, but it's totally coming, right? Oh, yeah, it's totally. I mean, here's the thing. The it's like, I don't cardiac deny arrest it. by mosquitoes. It's come. What's coming? I mean, didn't I mean that freaking Bill Gates is already trying to get the goddamn jibby jab fucking put in mosquitoes <laughs> and things that bite for those who didn't want to get it the first time. Yeah, fuck them. So it's like, and then they're talking about putting in food and in this and that and the other. It's like they're trying to get you no matter what, even if you didn't want it. So it's like if Texas. somebody's ah, if somebody's man. pushing something that <laughs> if somebody's pushing something that hard, is it good? No, but it's is definitely it probably benefit? better than pushing rope. 
I mean, they're definitely pushing rope. Fuck, I'd rather push rope. I'd way rather push rope. So, okay, so how does that stuff relate to paranormal stuff? So, do you think that we learned that from the aliens that were already here? Or do you think that's, like, the aliens that, that we've made friends with? That, like, what do you think? I think that's just, like, basic science, right? We know, Ma- we know maglev, right? So, it's just mm-hmm. a succession of magnets that pull a train along a track. Mm-hmm. We know that we can get it to go 600 miles per hour, but we know where we can get it to go a whole hell of a lot faster in a vacuum. Interesting, because Ryan and I were talking about magnets last night. Did you ever call them? Did you ever figure out what you call the uh, the magnetic pole? <laughs> no, they're not no, goutrons. That's what you used last <laughs> night. It's a goutron. The goutron. I just pulled goutrons. He's like, let's call them goutrons for right now. He's like, you know what the the Earth's magnetic pole is? I was like, no, I have no fucking clue. It's goutrons. I, I am. I am not Isaac Dynamite. Okay, I don't fucking know. And uh he's like the earth's magnetic pole is 0.5 gutrons call them gutrons because we're <laughs> drinking and i was like okay fine he's like you know what the the magnetic pole is in a fucking mri machine i was like not a fucking clue it's like 10,000 gutrons i was like that's a lot of gutrons bro yeah that can, that can really get your gooch going it's, yeah <clears throat> it's called goss g-a-u-s-s so super close. Yeah, Samsonite. It starts with a Samsonite. G. I was way right off. Right on the briefcase. Fucking way off. Hey, I had oh I had the G and the U, right? Huge. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's so, like, uh, uh, I think the trains are legitimately just to get people to and from work. Okay. There's. What the, work? Why? What? I, I want the job that somebody says it, this is an important enough job that I'm willing to put you on a train that you really shouldn't know about in the first place that I'm going to blank your fucking mind over when you're done with the work. I want to know what that work is. I think the reason why none of us have ever gotten those works is because we're dumb. We're not the type of people that like to lie to other people. Oh yeah. No, actually... if we were if we were dumb, we would be in a deep underground military base. Or if we were ones that were just trying to throw people under the bus for self, you know, self uh, promotion and and just trying to advance ourselves, we would be those people. Oh yeah. Well, that's what like Stephen Greer talks about, right? Like, like if you're a narcissist, you're in. Yeah. We don't have the right. Like a mental, real. We don't like have a the right mental profile we're not sociopaths yeah 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 so like so he talks about that and i I thought initially like narcissist but like i'm like well human humans in general have narcissistic qualities regardless doesn't matter um but then then he goes into it like like these people are legit sociopaths and i was like oh and they're running the world no wonder the world's fucked because, you know, the greater good people are on the surface level. And we're just trying to fucking help the dude on the side of the road who's got a flat tire. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and they're in there. They're like, oh, hey, by the way, zero point energy, which we learned from fucking reverse engineering alien technology or people found it out on their own because well, we've see, been... I think I think a lot of people found it out on their own. I agree. It's I think that it's not a very hard thing to master or come up with Mm. if you know what the fuck you're doing with electricity and and your goutrons and shit you know (laughs) 
By the way, I, if you're, I, I if love that you, we, I love that we made a new term. I'm all, oh, yeah. I'm all in. You, I mean, you, Earth, you made the new term. The, the Earth is spinning at a thousand miles per hour, right? So there's got to be some kind of conductivity in this bitch. I think and your sign can, off. By, by the way, hold on real quick. I think your sign off should be say, <laughs> should should be, stay Gucci, you Gutron motherfuckers. Gutrons. I think, anyway, go ahead. I think we could do better. That was terrible. I think Gooch, I think Gooch, Goochons are those things you put in fucking soup. No, no, no. You're thinking, I thought those yeah. were oyster crackers, man. Yeah. Or, or <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I thought they were just like fucking oh, that's any cool crackers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I could take a fucking <laughs> uh, copper pipe and fucking shove it down to the ground six feet and then put a, something on top of it, and power my whole house for free better fucking believe i'd do it ryan's in on that by the way i'm, I'm, I'm all in i'm telling you dude that zero point energy it's a real thing and it's well, being protected and just like i said last time i think the long con is is if they freaking tank the dollar ta-da here it is here's everything that goes with it suck it oil we don't need you anymore game over well the interesting thing about the second oil thing we don't need you anymore you still need oil for lubrication just always a thing but there's ky ky so jelly based. petroleum based water based Ma- but the thing is, oh, is if you're not spit if works you're not, that's vaseline yeah. you're thinking of yeah, and so you are you're old you're acting older than me the petroleum jelly yeah you're old that's old school yeah so i think there's a duality Petro- in that petroleum that jelly causes babies you would know Okay. <laughs> Brown babies. Um, like, I don't. I don't understand. No, no, no totally got it. Petroleum jelly. So I think on the zero point energy and and probably on a lot of the things in the world, I think there is a duality, right? So this is the paranormal the the paranormal segment segment, which was turned into conspiracy segment, which is both now. But like the idea is, from my perspective, I think that. Zero point energy is actually a combination of two things. So I think the zero point energy, um, humanity has naturally found its course and possibly developed multiple pieces of it. But I also think that in many cases, and even in like Tesla's case, I would think like like Nikolai Tesla, I think that he is he had interactions with um, beings that weren't from this universe. Or this galaxy or this not this universe but this galaxy or you know this solar system that um sparked the idea right like like i think well, that you that's think a, he was in contact or something yeah i don't yeah, think oh that yeah. he, I, I think, I think half the, i think half of the engineering ideas that come around is is something that uh is literally out of this world right i mean if you look at the beginnings of wi-fi or bluetooth like those are that's pretty impressive radio frequencies even back in the day were were something that was like super unreal so yeah you know yeah so the the transmission of power is the way you know tesla described it really isn't anything different from bluetooth or a cell network i i think that's right um, I, I think the the idea behind that is, um, I don't know, I, I don't know. There's I think, a lot to it. There's a lot. Yeah, a lot I, to I it. think it, I think you know, 
Alex wasn't part of our conversation last night, but I, you know, we we kind of um, encroached on the the topic of of you know God and creationism and alienism and and I think that you know beings outside of our realm of existence in the sense that you know I think there's so much technology that did we just come up with it or was it something that we were helped with and I think it's probably in a lot of instances the latter I think so too I, I think that that's a reality you know uh, what do you think Al? I think it's less alien. I think that it's if we've had help along with like the power thing, I think where it kind of overlaps is you have zero point energy and a lot of these ships and things like that are supposedly flying off of like Mm -hmm. anti-gravity propulsion. But my question is 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 you get that out of the earth's atmosphere or or you get it somewhere that's extraterrestrial so you're you're not on any kind of gravitational plane in space right so they say i think there are a lot of i like think there are a lot of things around us that are outside of our plane of understanding and and knowledge and i think when i say i you know it's interesting because i you know people kind of look at me odd often when i say you know well god made that i'm like well that's why god made x or that's why god made x and they're like god god didn't make that i'm like well didn't god make you or didn't god make men and in his image or what have you and gave us you know basically gave us the insight to yeah gave us the insight to be able to create you know so it's it's a roundabout it's a blanket statement and it's but i think you know if you look at um like you're saying i don't know that maybe you're right in the sense that it wasn't it's not alien infused per se the engineering thoughts and ideas and mastermind stuffs but perhaps it's something that helps us tie into you know they say we use 10 percent of our brain Maybe individuals that are coming up with those kinds of uh, innovations and insights and and the new technologies, maybe they're using fifteen percent of their brain. Well, and I think oh. that I think that the zero point. I think that was just kind of a natural progression, and I think it's just been it's just been locked away and kept down. Now the anti gravity stuff. I think that that's definitely extraterrestrial. Then comes from somewhere else. So. But like we are and like we do we've mastered it and we've Mm. figured it out and clearly it works in space because they're talking about the secret space program and things like that so my query would be does it work in outer space because it's anti-gravity and that propulsion will work because you're making the bubble around the ship or are you using gravity from the sources around you that would be my query about that I just don't, uh, when it comes to that stuff, I, I just don't have the knowledge base, nor will I probably ever in this lifetime to really wrap my brain around the physics behind those things. But what I do think in the uh, in this aspect, so I think that maybe it, whether it's natural progression or not, something inspires somebody to do something. And if you, I'll give, I'll, I'll use like the Mead process that we have now as an example. Well, so there's the process that existed before 
and then there's the process that I created. But I was inspired to do that because I knew that there was a better way. The inspiration after, was that after, after the t- extraterrestrial anal probing. No, no, it was before. I just drank that as a cheers afterwards because it felt good. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it was the white lightning. I rode the lightning afterwards because it was. It, it was like, oh man, now I have to celebrate. Did you that. did you tell them cheers, motherfuckers, too, as they yeah. left and flew yeah. off? And the, they actually, they're the ones who inspired me to say that. On they're the, the ones who the said ones. cheers, and he was like, motherfuckers, motherfuckers. <laughs> reaching for his ass. <laughs> I know, like, they didn't even give me a kiss goodbye. It's right. fucking bullshit. It's a terrible yeah. date. Like encounters, encounters of the third kind. Right. But yes. So I think they have to. That's of uh, the sixth kind. Of No, um, encounters from behind. Oh, right. I think that they have to go together, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because if you're going to run a gigantic, like, anti-gravity generator on this huge football-sized spaceship, you're going to need some kind of zero point energy did you say huge football size football field size oh that's better i forgot he forgot the field part he forgot the field part football 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 field size yeah football field size ship and you're gonna need some kind of energy source so either turning off that same shit that's causing the anti-gravity reaction Mm -hmm. or you have some kind of zero point energy generator just sucking shit out of the universe so you can power your fucking lights and toasters and microwaves. It makes sense. It makes sense. So, so I think, I think, you know, from the overall perspective, right? So a couple of funny moments today. So I blew Ryan's mind when I, I talked to him about Neil deGrasse Tyson, who he doesn't know who he is, by the way, which is interesting. Hmm. Right. Um, interesting like, that I don't know something or cause no, that you I'm, don't know who I'm that know at all. Is no. that what I just heard you say? No, no, no you're just saying you didn't know him. He's like some like, silver. He's in your realm. <laughs> very famous smartass. Oh, yeah. oh, I like him already. Then super very smart. I think I'm having a tombstone moment. And I'm like, oh, I think I like him already. Yeah, he's literally a fucking rocket scientist, isn't he? No, he's a he's or an like astrophysicist. He's an yeah, astrophysicist. Physicist. He's like oh. the the astrophysicist who took a, like. Like the theories he has are, are stronger um, than than Stephen Hawking's, which we I'm talked way, about last night. I'm way I, I'm way far from that smart. There's a few things that that I think that people other people have better ideas than him. There are definitely uh, a, yeah, but like overall, on the whole, preparation age feels good. <laughs> Around and on. Um, yes. Prep, yes. Yes. Preparation age does feel good on the whole. Anyway, like, um, no. he he doesn't get the he doesn't no. get the reference. He has no clue. Oh, it's an awesome. No, I get the reference. No. Are you talking about Ryan? Doesn't get the reference or me? No, I'm saying you. You were just like you were doing going down the path of having no, you know, no gold number just, for you. I was just, I was just no gold number it alone, for you. So you didn't come back to it. But here we are. I'm never gonna not. <laughs> he, he has. He you know obviously what? has some trauma. I'm never gonna give you age. up. I'm gonna let, never let you down. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna. I'm never gonna turn. I'm gonna never turn around and hurt you. Yeah. Oh my God. Can we just go back to country, please? (laughs) (laughs) You all just got rickrolled. You guys all fucking get rickrolled. I love it. Anyway, I think so. I I I had a conversation with him talking about how, like, our solar system is actually traveling on an axis through space. 
So we're dry. Like, I, I like tr- this. I can follow that. Mm. That I follow mm. well. Mm. Anyway, so we're traveling on an access through space. The sun is the driving piece that's pulling us through. And we're just circling around the sun as it's pulling us through space. And like the, the look on Ryan's face is like, I just not drunk enough to have this conversation. I don't understand. (laughs) We are doing some gummies and we're going to fucking talk about it again. And it's going to be super fucking awesome. Um, Killing me smalls. So it's been like a couple thousand years since we've been in the space that we're in right now. Going along with that point where we're hurtling through space, we are orbiting the sun, but we're just hurt, just flying through space. And we're in a different part of space now than we've been for the last um, one to 2000 years. So there's a whole lot of talks of is planet X real? Is planet X really out there? And are we going to see it? Or are we already starting to see it because people have started posting videos? What the fuck is Planet Pluto? X? Is that Pluto? No, it's a totally Pluto's, different planet. Pluto's dead. Pluto's dead to the planets. No, yeah. no, they brought it back. Pluto got ostracized, I thought. No, no, been, they brought it it's back. Been, it's been kicked out and brought it's back. Like, it's, it's, it's like, like Uranus, it's like, then Uranus, and now Uranus again. It's like JT, mm. the strip club. Like They keep letting him back in, and he keeps touching the strippers, and they kick him out again. Bye-bye. It's the beard. Bye-bye, bye-bye, no-no. That's the no-no spot. Man, yeah, it was my fault. They touched the beard. Touched the butt. Um, but yeah, so it's a hypothetical planet X, and it's basically, it has a gravitational pull um, close to the sun. But it's smaller and possibly habitable, but we only get to see it every one or 2,000 years. It was labeled Planet X. Is that where the reptilians came from? So I don't know. If You'd have to have thick skin if you're that close to the earth or close to the sun. So it it goes by the other name Nibiru. Ooh, wait, hold on. There's an Egyptian fucking legend with that, and a bunch of other things. That's like a Stargate the, thing. The Nibiru Cataclysm. Fucking. So weird. Planet X and Nibiru are one and the same, and oh. we're. Is that is, Nibu, is Nibiru from the new Marvel movie, the Black Panther I have, sequel? I have no idea. I've not. But, but just like, no, I'm no. being facetious. But I've never heard of either. I'm just saying, like Hollywood puts shit in fucking movies just so they can be like, "Haha, we told you before it was gonna happen, <laughs> you dumb idiots." Uh, but we're coming AI. up on that two thousand that two thousand year rotation where we're going to see it, and it causes cataclysm. And all hell to break loose here because of the gravitational pull, and we're supposed to get close to it. That's the the theory, right? Mm. Is that what real... made the dinosaurs extinct? No, I'm pretty sure that was just God. Um, but there's lots of people that think that uh, it wasn't 65 million years ago either. I think that it was, you know, like 6,500 just... to 12,000 years ago. That these stupid dinosaurs were walking around. And bro, don't don't tell your son that, bro. Don't, don't even fucking tell your son that, because he'll he will have a fucking a cardiac arrest. <laughs> I've, already, a me- I've already told a meltdown. Him. I've already told him. 
He's they, they haven't even found a full T-Rex skull. I think the most they found of a T-Rex is like like 15 bones or something like that in Montana. Of all places. And why and why would that be? If they were so prevalent and roamed the earth and like can't be that there's just one every like fucking, other state. They fucking real. Because <laughs> they were dragons. Well, where the fuck did all of our oil come from then? Uh, decomposing, it comes, decomposing it comes, everything. No, so there's there's so there's a whole other thing about primary water, and primary water and oil come from the same place because now they're finding that. Is oil that because oil and water don't mix? I have a question. Oil and, so. <laughs> Real quick, I have a question. Time out before we go down all of these paths because now we have like we have months of podcasts coming up. Yes. Okay. Real quick. I feel like I'm a pretty well rabbit hole guy. Like I can go down rabbit holes pretty quickly and I can like go down these things. I feel like I've oh. never been down a rabbit hole in my fucking life when I listen to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> right. So like I went down the mead rabbit hole. I went down the falconry rabbit hole. I've been down the fucking beehive, the beekeeping rabbit hole. I have all of those things as a hobby. Now I have this thing that's also now consuming my soul. Sasquatch and giants are the main focus that I like. And Alex, I have never heard fucking 75% of the shit that you say. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, what I'm, the fuck? Where do you have time in a day? Yeah, yeah. You have a full-time job. You're apparently a, um, a baseball coach. Uh, very Tom Hanks in fucking fried green tomatoes guy in my mind or whatever it was. The fucking League of Their Own. <laughs> a League of Their Own. Green a League of Their Own. Okay, I was like, oh what the God. fuck is that? God help <laughs> Whatever. Us. Same what actresses. Fuck? I didn't give a shit. Uh, and then you also are, my, are the COO for the Brood of Viking. No wonder. Like, I'm like, just trying. I'm like, are you falling asleep to fucking weird shit? See, yeah, but I'm like, thinking so... he takes too. I'm thinking he takes too much melatonin. Because I'm like, I've heard horror stories of people taking melatonin and they have just these weird fucking crazy dreams and, and violent, they have these like violent thoughts when they're sleeping. And I, after listening to you guys, I'm like, oh man, I got to stop walking the dogs and checking out the clouds and having these serenity moments. I need to find the black holes and the rabbit holes and the you, darkness. Yeah. And you, you once asked me how I actually have got to the, got to the point where I just accept the world for being terrible and like <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> These rabbit holes. It's literally oh, like, man. it's like, I'm, you know, I'm the, thinking like, I, I like my clouds. And it, the it's blue like this. Skies I was going to say, and, I, I was gonna you, say, do we want to take and rip <laughs> Ryan's virginity? Are you going to ruin, you going to ruin me? I mean, how he, old, I like I feel like he's God, too old I, for us to have just I gotten, rip his have, pleasure away. How have I gotten this old and been so blind and and unseeing and un- well, the, the lack of knowledge? The thing it's it's so here here's here's how you cross the river and you no longer have Ryan's rants. Okay, here's how you cross <laughs> the river. I'm gonna give you a little token, like two two little you know pennies on the eyes for for the for Karen the 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 toll keeper right. Here's how you do it. I want half dollars. That's half dollars. Find, find 50 cent pieces. We got you. Don't worry. I'll even put a sack of Julia a fucking dollar on your fucking eyeballs. Here yeah. We in. So here, here's how you cross the bridge so you, you have nothing to rant about. When you go down these dark holes <laughs> and your metery all of a sudden needs a new fucking septic system, please, by the way, we're starting GoFundMe. Send us money. Um <laughs> 
by the way um but when when you see that happen and you read about all the dark shit that's actually really happening you're like well at least i didn't get fucking my hand cut in half by a fucking laser beam and get and watch a 99% fucking casualty shit happen from fucking aliens underground in a place that I don't ever going to talk about. I think think Epstein's death affected you too much. No, Epstein's death is just like surface level shit and it's terrible and it's a bunch of bullshit, but like, you just can't like, here's the thing. Like you look at the world holistically and in a holistic aspect, you have a balance typically between good and bad and good, better are constructs of the human, the human mind. But the reality is there's never, it's never out of balance. So there is no greater good and there is no darker evil. It's just terrible and, and great. Or uh, I think it's I all like what that, people believe in though, too. I feel I like that kid in Shazam. Shazam. I feel like that kid. Yeah, I feel like that kid in Shazam, where all of a sudden he's just like this got fucking great you life. Got, you things got are going smooth. Superpowers. And then he fucking fell down this fucking black rabbit hole of stupidity. Found out he had superpowers, and then everything just went fucking dumb from then on in his life. And now the second Shazam's like even darker. I'm like, oh man. So what are you wanna, saying? I don't are you saying be, that, I don't want to be dark. I want to. Oh, I like want, my clouds and my blue skies the blue, and the greater you the, good. You want the blue pill. You don't want to taste steak. He wants the blue. Or you want to taste steak, but you I don't love, want. I love steak. I love yeah, the way that they tell me that t- steak tastes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, dude, I've been going down these rabbit holes for like 15 years, and so I've like worked half your life. And I've worked from home for <laughs> no. Uh pretty fucking close i mean we're that's minus five years give me more of that but okay fine fine a third of your life but i've also worked from home for 13 and i'm very good at having a podcast over here and listening to something going on over here while i'm doing this or once i'm caught up reading a whole bunch of shit really fast before i jump back into the next thing so what so, you're saying is you don't have any hobbies. Well, not if I'm staring at this fucking thing for eight hours. <laughs> hobbies kind of go out the window when you have to stare at it for eight hours. But after that, then I drink. Then we're doing. And then shit. it all makes. And then, then I have to drink because sense. of all the fucking shit that I just read. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> Oh, oh man. But yeah, we can we can action pack this fucking podcast like right fucking here or just spread it out over the next like 15 episodes. Well, we have a lot to talk about because I have like the next episode we're going down the giant hole. We are revisiting giants. Are you not doing I have some anymore? No, no, I said what I said on purpose. It's fine. I am going to talk about some new shit that I found out about fucking giants and it's a fucking trip. I bet you it's shit that I've already heard. Ooh. Yeah, well, I'm probably, maybe. I'm excited. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say probably. I'm gonna, ex- I, I'm excited. I'm gonna say, excited. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say fucking plausible. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, I am influential. See how that goes. Is that what we're going I'm, with? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Hi. <laughs> nice to meet you, influ- influential MJT. You can call me if by only, the third one. If only I was more technologically competent where I could be an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. You no. don't twerk enough for that. No. Oh, Wait. Just... Did you say twerk or torque? I I'm not I, I don't know. Is that the same thing? There's still a lot of torque in those old hips. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, I can sit and spin like the rest of them. <laughs> fucking awesome well gentlemen we have a lot to lead into next week and you know what unfortunately ryan is in a zen i want to let you guys know that he is uh potentially closing on some property Uh, i call bullshit I don't know. That dude's always full it's, of talk, and he it's like been he ripped he away fucking, from him so many times. Uh, he analyzes to paralyzed, and I don't he, know about that guy. Paralysis, uh, I have analysis, for sure. Yeah, for real. I have literally walked more properties here and got to know my neighborhood, if you will call that whatever it is, the mountainside, because of this motherfucker. Way more. I've walked up and down. <laughs> I bet you it's going to come Friday and it's going to be like, eh, nah, I don't no. think it's the right one. I don't like I don't the, verb- I I don't like the verb. The verbiage in that paragraph doesn't work for me. Yeah. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. Sorry. Fucking sabotage. I don't like the way that hill goes. Yeah, it, he's like, yeah. I want a place that's got a sunset. It's got riverfront, skies, riverfront and property, clouds. and it's got to have trees, and it can't have more than... Like a third of the property be a fucking ravine. As and as, yeah. by the way, I want it for two dollars an acre. And I want That's one it. turkey on it. That's it. I was you know, wow. as you as you well know and have learned by me traipsing you all over your own neighborhood, that uh that pretty much those things do exist, just not here. And if they are here, they're exorbitantly pricey, and if they're not here, they're in Kalispell, and even more exorbitantly pricey. And so, yeah, I, I I've gotten to the point where you just have to go with with what's available for your quote unquote budget, right? And mm. and I wouldn't I say am, quote unquote on budget. I, I would just say straight budget. Not wrong, yeah. actually. Today, three years yeah. Later. Three three years next month is when we first went to over up towards uh northwestern Montana and looking looking for looking for property off. up there, right? Fuck man. Bro, you don't even you haven't even part <laughs> been part of the walk. No, it's just it's just painful to see just you should be the... part of the fucking walk. He's like, it says it has river from property act and I'm like, bro, that's a fucking cliff. I don't know, man. This says river from property. I can see. Oh, we walked to the fucking. We walked to the cliff. I'm like, let's go find it. So we go find it, and and that turns out to be a literal like cliff jumping walkabout. Like the cliffs of Dover bullshit. (laughs) Maybe not. Maybe not quite that high, but pretty fucking close. But the the long end of the short end of the long of it is that uh, it's finally coming to fruition. Never, never, you know, it's, it ha- there's nothing in, in, uh, wet ink yet, so we'll see, but it's, uh, three days away. I don't want is wet ink, like, I want dry ink. Like a, yeah, I want drying too. Is, uh, there like a cabin on it, or is it just no. straight no, land? That's the nothing. Fucking, there's, dude, nobody builds anything out here. There's fucking no contractors that'll commit to fucking anything, and even if they do, they fucking flake the fuck out, and so you gotta do it all yourself, but then if you do it all yourself, you know, what the fuck? Takes a while. 
So they would you say that the contractors got you over a barrel regardless? Would they got you coming or going? Oh, they don't. I mean, not, they're coming and going, and they don't give a shit where you are. Oh, well, at least somebody's coming. Somebody's breathing heavy. <laughs> that's that's right? every year. No, if you if you find a property up here with that has actually you know infrastructure and and uh, buildings on it, it's it jumps from five or six or seven grand an acre up to ten to twelve to plus. So. So you're buying acreage without water, without power. No. It has a running stream. Yeah, it doesn't have a well. It's It's got electricity in the vicinity, but that's pricey as fuck to get in. So it's it's theoretically, it's an off-grid property, which... You know, so are you going most... like, to create a water, a hydro generator on the river? Yeah, I'm gonna to bring up. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up my conspiracy theorist friend that has a lot of knowledge with regards to magnetic poles, zero point <laughs> energy, and fucking <laughs> copper rods, and make that fucker work for me. He's not smart. He, he just knows stuff. His, no, no, he's get, it's. I mean, fuck, he's Mexican. He could probably do it really cheap. Gonna get us both killed, but then it just becomes a hate crime if they kill me. <laughs> right, I'm I'm okay. No, I don't know. There's no, so no. They'll the, just call the, you cartel, here, bro. Yeah. Here's the other problem: is there's fucking granite on the property, so I'm a little uh, freaked out by that. Oh, you're so fucked. You're so wrong. Oh, yeah. for that on Friday, dude. And I and that's the problem is I I fucking walk my dogs alone all the time, but. Apparently, you know, we've been in granite before, so maybe the dogs are protecting me, I suppose. I mean, hold on real quick. So at Current Creek, we were definitely surrounded by granite (laughs) all the fucking time. And then magically, your fucking walkie-talkie doesn't work, but mine and Al's do. And Bond's does. And fucking even, even Kurt and fucking Tom's did. I don't know how to explain it. It's maybe it's my magnetic pull. It could be. We're gonna have to put a copper rod in your. It's your Gutron. Radio starts. You have too many Gutrons. I got a lot of Gutrons. Way too many Gutrons. My Gutrons have not been out in a while. Well, gents, it's been a pleasure. It's time for us to sadly say see you next week. So, before we sign off, I just want to do a shout out to the Bearded Viking Mead Company, and the Bearded Viking Company as an overall. Thanks for letting us be fucking idiots, even though. You don't know what we're doing, but we do. And I'd also like to do a huge shout out to Rogue Industries. Reach out to Justine. She'll take care of you. If you reach out to Alex, he'll send you to Justine anyways, so it's fine. (laughs) Um, Look them up for all of your apparel needs. If you are looking for a great logo to be designed, hit up our boy, Rudy over at Boss Graphic Design. Give him the promotion code thicker than a snicker, and he'll probably do that shit for free. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you really are thicker than a snicker. Um, absolutely. Uh, go give our friends over at Irreverent Warriors a follow. Uh, if you're a veteran, find out where the next uh, Silky Hike is. Go meet up, hang out with people that are just as dumb as we are uh, in person. And if you are at those events, we'll probably be at one of them eventually where we meet you. So go out there and do that. As always, I am Vico the Bearded One. <laughs> and I'm the Carl Stick, Classy Beardos. <laughs> and I'm Doc. Here's the Blue Sky. Blue Sky. Oh my God, <laughs> I've had too much beer. Blue Skies and Fluffy Clouds. Fuck you, you fucking fucks. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> That's way better. Cheers, motherfuckers. <laughs> mm. I love it. I love it. Fucking blue skies and fluffy you cats. Know what you're doing. <laughs> Once you walk through the door